there every day and you just, you be Jesus. We don't just talk him in, you know, in church on Sunday or Wednesday, but everywhere you go, just, you know, remember when they used to have the little, what would Jesus do? We should do what Jesus would do all the time. And he loved people, blessed people, he'd heal people. He'd talk to folk who didn't like him and and uh, turn people's lives around. And so uh, I'm just, just always blessed when I hear those testimonies, when I read those. So keep them coming. Keep them coming and keep doing it. And uh, it'll serve it as an encouragement to all of us to be the light and the salt in the earth that God has called us to be. Amen? All right. So let's get going tonight here in the Word of God. Uh, open your Bibles to uh, Joshua chapter 1, and then um, we'll look at 1 John chapter 5 in the CEV. All right? Joshua chapter 1, verse 5. I'm just going to read just one verse from there. Hallelujah. Are you there? Okay. It says, No man shall be able to stand before you all the days of your life. As I was with Moses, so I will be with you. I will not, wow, I will not leave you nor forsake you. The Lord brought that back up tonight, didn't he? Yes. Praise God. So no man shall be able to. No woman. Amen. Amen. No system. Nothing can stand before you. Okay, I'll ask the media to get 1 John 5, verse 4 and 5 in the CEV, and we can read that together. You got it? All right, ready? Read. Every child of God can defeat the world, and our faith is what gives us this victory. No one can defeat the world without having faith in Jesus as the Son of God. Amen. Father, thank you for the word we're about to receive. We hear it, and we will heed it, and we expect to see the fruit in our lives manifested till Jesus comes, we pray in Jesus' name. Amen. amen. And amen. All right, take your seats. All right, we're talking about on part two of the message we began on Sunday, how to beat the system. How to beat the system. Isn't that an interesting subject? How to beat the system. Hallelujah. You know, there are people who try to get over on the system. People who think that they can beat the system by natural, worldly means. But you cannot beat the system. You cannot defeat the world without faith in Jesus as the Son of God. Glory to God. So there's all kinds of things that have our world and our, our nation, especially in an uproar. And, you know, hatred and racism and classism and xenophobia and misogyny and all these different things like that. And... Um, it, it's, it's part of the evil world system. You understand that? So we ought not be surprised. Uh, Paul called this a present evil age. So we're in a present evil age. And I showed you this. If you look over in 1 John, they can put it on the screen for us for a second time. 1 John 5, 19. And the Bible tells us that the whole world, you see part B of that? The whole world lies under the sway of the wicked one. So the whole world, how much of the world? The whole world. Lies under the sway. That word sway is the, is the word control. So the whole world is controlled by the wicked one. Got it? Now don't just, don't think trees and, you know, tornadoes. We know he stirs those things up. 
We know that. But I'm talking beyond that. I'm talking about a system. Okay? In fact, I gave you that Greek word uh, where we get the word world from here. It's the Greek word cosmos. You see it's spelled K-O-S-M-O-S, where we would say cosmos, C-O-S, cosmos, right? Cosmopolitan. Okay? That comes from Greek origin. It literally means an apt and harmonious arrangement or constitution. Got it? That means a system, an order. Order is a system. You got it? Your body, if it's malfunctioning, there's a disorder. That means the systems are malfunctioning. Am I right about it? Or government. Government is a system. Governing is a system, a systematic way of, of ruling people or, or, or maintaining uh, peace. That's what government is supposed to do, help maintain, maintain peace, right? So uh, this world is a system. I think it's very important for you to understand. How many of y'all understand that when I say that? So everybody's playing about that. If you were here Sunday, you got that. It's a system. Satan runs the world system, Okay. Uh, we know when in Luke, I don't, I don't, I don't have time to go there. Don't turn over there. In Luke 4, when Jesus was up on the mountain with Satan, and the Bible says Satan showed Jesus all the kingdoms of the world in a moment of time. That word world, again, is cosmos. He, he didn't, Jesus, Satan didn't try to show Jesus Afghanistan and and you know, all the countries. He's shown him systems. And he said, all the glory of these kingdoms, all the glory of these systems I will give you if you'll bow down and worship me. So these systems have a certain, have a glory to them, the glory of man. And Satan offered, offered that to Jesus. And Jesus came, thank you, Holy Spirit. Jesus came to get control of the systems. Adam was originally in control of the system. But when Adam sinned, Adam lost control of the system. Satan became the God, lowercase g-o-d, of this world. Jesus called him the evil genius, the prince of the ruler of this world, this world system. Jesus came to get it back. But he, he wasn't going to get it back by listening to Satan on that mountain in Luke 4. He knew the way for him to get it back was to go live this life, live a sinless life, die a sinner's death, go into hell, be raised again from the third day morning with all power in his hand, and he'd now be able to stake his flag in the system. And the Bible tells me one day is going to come, put up on the, on the screen please, Revelation chapter 11 and verse 15. Revelation chapter 11, verse 15. Because here's what we're gonna, what's going to be declared in the end. The Bible says, Then the seventh angel sounded, and there were loud voices in heaven, saying, The kingdoms of this world, the same thing Jesus Christ saw, or Satan offered him in Luke 4, the kingdoms, kingdoms of this world have become, now become, the kingdoms of our Lord and of his Christ, and he shall run this system. Forever and ever. You got it? All right, now. So, but for now, Satan's running this system. So you and I aren't supposed to be surprised when we see all kinds of evil things 
coming in a system. So don't be shocked by racism and classism. They've always been around. Don't be shocked by discrimination. It's always been around. And I have news for you. It's not going anywhere anytime soon. Okay? But you and I don't have to be crushed by that system. See, I, w- I want to make sure you and I aren't walk around here mad at the man and then get this victim mentality. And, and, and what will happen when you get that? I've already taught you that. It won't be the man holding you back. It'll be you holding you back. And I'm going to keep proving to you that no man shall be able to stand before you all the days of your life. You got it? So, Jesus, when he came, he was born under and into the same system. Right? Jesus didn't, he didn't live on Mars and then just visit here and come and heal people and go back. He didn't live on Pluto, you know, visit here, you know, raise a dead person and go back. He had to come here and live under that same system. So guess what? He faced discrimination. He came here preaching the kingdom of God in a, in, among a religious system. And the religious system discriminated against him. Right? He came here and he faced classism. I told you that on Sunday. Right? He comes here and he's born, uh, or he rather raised in Nazareth. And they said, can any good thing come out of Nazareth? No. The Nazareth, Nazareth was the hood. Nazareth was the ghetto. Nazareth was the projects. I better come over here. Nazareth was the hood. It was the ghetto. It was the projects. That's why they always say, can any good thing come out of Nazareth? And so he had no respect. Even when he went about healing, even when he went about preaching, they say things like, isn't this the carpenter's son? He wasn't a nobleman's son. He was a carpenter's son. So they put him down because he was of a lower class. Y'all with me? Then I told you Sunday, he also faced oppression. Remember, he was born, he lived in, in, in Jerusalem, or he, li- he, li- he was a, 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 a Jew, an Israelite, and uh, they were being oppressed by the Romans. Got it? They were being oppressed by the Romans. So everything he faced, or should I say, everything we face in the world, he faced. That's what the Bible says. He was in all points tempted like as we are, yet without sin. He never cut up. He never cut up. He faced the same injustices. He faced the same discrimination. He faced the same prejudice, and he never cut up. Oh, God. As a matter of fact, turn to Luke 6, because in Luke 6, he taught us under these conditions how to operate. Y'all got time for this? Luke 6, I'm going to start at verse, um, verse 27. This is Jesus Christ teaching under these conditions. Luke 6, verse 27. But I say to you who hear, love your enemies. Oh, I don't know if I can do that, Pastor. Love. Now, when he's saying this, he's under these conditions. Oh, boy. 
Y'all getting quiet in this Baptist church. Love your enemies. Do good. Didn't I just preach this a few weeks ago? Do y'all act like you forgot already? You just you, I didn't meditate on this one bit, Pastor. I just I let that go in one ear out the other. Do good. You gonna listen to it tonight, huh? That might that might be a, a throwback Thursday message already. Already throwback Thursday. <laughs> Do good to those who hate you. Everybody say, help me, Lord. Bless those who curse you. Help me, Lord. And pray for those who spitefully use you. Now, y'all don't want to read verse 29. To him who hits y'all upside your head. No, that's not what it says. It says, to him who strikes you on the cheek, on the one cheek, offer the other also. Bam! Lord, increase our faith. Because you know me. You know me. I'm trying to get some get back, huh? Right? No. He's saying this, teaching this under these same conditions. Y'all got it? Now, he says... And from him who takes away your cloak, do not withhold your tunic also, your, your coat. Verse 30, give to everyone who asks of you. And from him who takes away your goods, from him who takes away your goods, from him who takes away your, takes away, not ask, takes away your goods, do not ask them back. And, verse 31, the golden rule. Just as you want men to do to you, you also do to them likewise. So I'm not responsible for how you do me. I'm responsible for how I do you. See, in other words, don't do them, don't do to them as they do to you. Do to them as you want them to do to you. Y'all miss that. Don't treat people how they treat you. Treat them how you want them to treat you. Wouldn't that change all of our lives? Y'all aren't saying anything yet. I'm going to say it one more time. Don't treat people how they treat you. Treat them how you want them to treat you. He that will have friends must first show himself friendly. Because you and I know the we are sowers and reapers, aren't we? We will reap what we sow. So we've got to sow some good stuff, right? All right, now. Okay. Now, what I told you then, go to John 16, 33. They'll put on the screen for us. Jesus Christ, remember, born under that system, but he beat it. He told us so much in John 16, 33. He says, these things I've spoken to you that in me you may have peace. In the world you will have what? No doubt about it. You will have it, but be of good cheer. Watch this. I have, I have beat the system. That word world is cosmos. It's the same Greek word. I have beat the system. He tells you to be of good cheer, which means you're going to beat it too because he beat it. If you're in him and he's in you, you beat the system too. 
So it doesn't matter. Well, you don't know what kind of, you know, what, what hand I was dealt with. I was dealt a bad hand in life. Now, let me just ask a question. How many of y'all ever played Tonk? I played Tonk. How many of y'all have ever been dealt a bad hand and still won? Somehow, <laughs> I, I've done it. I've, I've been dealt a bad hand and, some, and played my cards right. Come on now, I got some of y'all family reunion players. Yeah. Right? Glory to God. So it doesn't matter how, what kind of hand you've been dealt. You can play your cards right by the word of God. Amen? Amen. All right. Praise God. All right. Go to 1 John 5, verse um, 4 and 5 in the CEV again. Every child of God, this is, the, this, is the, this is the shouting news right here. Every child of God can beat the system. When you see defeat the world, I need you to think beat the system. I don't need you to think getting over on the system. I can beat it and not let it beat me. And our faith is what gives us this victory. This victory. This victory over the world. Your faith. What can your faith do? Your faith can get, give you victory over this world system. That means it doesn't matter if the man and his mama are on you. The man, his grandpappy, and his great-grandmama are on, on, your, on you. You can beat this system. Now, the next verse says this, though, verse 5. No one, that's, that's worth noting, no one can defeat the world without having faith in Jesus as the Son of God. No one can beat the system without having faith in Jesus as the Son of God. Glory to God. I'm trying to get this microphone right. It's crazy on me. Now, came completely off here. We ordered a new one, though. I think, did we order a new one today? Good. We better have to order a new one. Somebody's going to get fired. <laughs> Praise God. Okay. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Now, without faith, according to verse 5, you can't beat this system, which means that the world system will crush you. And I told you Sundays, regardless of your race, regardless of your ethnicity and your gender and all that education, I don't care how poor of an education you get or how great of an education you get, if you don't operate in faith, the system's going to crush you. Okay? And then I don't care how much money you have. People think because they have money that they beat the system. A lot of times the, the, the money just traps you because people who have a lot of money and don't have faith are constantly watching their money. Always scared somebody to take their money. But when you and I have money and have faith, we don't put our faith in our money, we keep our faith in God. And we invest in the kingdom where no moth and no rust and no enemy, thief can get in there and break through and steal. Right? All right, so now listen, Satan runs the system. We know that, 1 John 5, 19. So what he does 
with his tricky self is he'll give people ideas on how to get over on the system. Then he'll tell on them. Right? Why? Because Satan will not be divided against himself. You read that in Matthew, Mark, and Luke. Jesus said, Satan will not cast out Satan. Satan's kingdom cannot be divided. He says if Satan's kingdom is divided, he cannot stand. And he'll have an end. So he's not going to work against himself. So if Satan gives you an idea on how to get over on the system, on how to explore it, how to get over on it, don't listen to him. Okay? Because he's going to tell on you. I'll tell you later, but he's going to tell on you. I'm just telling you. Just check, check the jail list. You have to. People getting told on all the time. All right, now, let's go to Joshua chapter 1. Because we were dealing with these, these, this question of what does it take to beat the system? What does it take to beat the system? Praise God. And God told Joshua in Joshua chapter 1, verse 5, he said, no man will be able or shall be able to stand before you all the days of your life. So nobody can do it. Nothing can do it. Okay, they're going to try. For God to tell Joshua this, he's giving them a heads up. You're going to face my position. But nobody will be able to stand before you. Why? As I was with Moses, so I'm going to be with you. And you have to have the consolation tonight that God is with you. Okay? All right, now, so I, I begin talking Sunday about what does it take to beat the system. Number one was what? Be strong. Now, that word be strong literally means talk about being determined. So you've got to have some determination because you, you and I have an adversary, the devil. Right? And he's going to come against us. We're going to face opposition. The devil's not going to lay down and let you beat his system. I mean, he's, he's set the system up for thousands of years. He's been refining this system, <laughs> perfecting his system for thousands of years. He's not going to lay down and just let you just beat him. Okay? Now, be strong. The Lord told, or, or should I say, Joshua heard this. Seven times. Deuteronomy 31, he heard it three times. Joshua chapter 1, he heard it four times. Be strong and very courageous. So this determination is very important. The Bible says in Ephesians chapter 6, put that on the screen for me, please. Ephesians chapter 6, verse 10 and 11, where it says this. It says, finally, brethren, my brethren, be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. Keep going, please. Put on what? that you may be able to stand against the wiles of the devil. Okay, so be strong so you can stand against the wiles or the strategies or deceits or the schemes. I want you to hear that word, schemes. So the devil has a demonic scheme in place to crush people. Jesus made it clear in John 10.10 10 that he only comes for one of three reasons. To steal, 
to kill, to destroy. In fact, it's really one reason in three progressions. To steal and to kill, that's worse, and to destroy. That's the end of it. That's why it comes. So if that's all it's coming for, he, his, every scheme is to get to that expected end. Got it? So God says through Paul here, be strong in the Lord, in the power of his might. Put on the whole armor of God so you can stand against the schemes, the wiles or the schemes of the devil. So notice again, verse 6, be strong and of good courage. All right, now look at verse 7, please. Verse 7, he says in verse 7, only be strong. He throws that in, only. In other words, remember when Jesus was dealing with Jairus? And Jairus, they were on, on the way to his house, and his daughter was dying. And on the way to his house, this woman with issue of blood stops, pauses the whole processional, and she has to go and interrupt and get her little miracle. She gets her little miracle, and while they, after that happens, they come and tell him, Jairus, forget about it, your daughter's already dead. Jesus told him, don't be afraid, only believe. In other words, you got to eliminate anything except belief. So God is telling Joshua here, eliminate every other option except being strong and courageous. Okay? Only be strong and very, very courageous here, it says in, very, in here. Very courageous. Now, that word courageous, from the Hebrew word amates, amates, A-M-A-T-S, A-M-A-T-S, amates, literally means to be alert. It's interesting because you say courageous and you think, you know, I'm going to be brave. But that's really what the word strong means. It's talking about have that courage and that, that uh, being brave. So here when it says be courageous, it literally means to be alert. Be, how many of y'all know what a bolo is? Not, not the bolo that you wear. Bolo in law enforcement terms, be on lookout for APB, All Points Bulletin, but a bolo, be on lookout for. Uh, be on lookout for a man with a black jacket and glasses. He's missing hair on top, gray beard. <laughs> Sitting next to a birthday girl. So be on lookout. Be on alert. So God tells Joshua, as you're in, on your journey to success, as you're on your, your pathway to prosperity, or on your, as you're on your pathway to beating this system that is set up against my people, don't just be courageous and, and strong, but be alert. Be on the lookout. In, 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 in football, when you're, when you're playing, playing offense, they say you better keep your head on a swivel. Because if you don't, there's a defensive tackle or a wide receiver, I'm sorry, or, or a strong safety or a free safety that's going to come by and knock you out of your cleats. Going to ring your bell. So you got to always be alert for what, what's going on. Isn't it interesting? I'm just thinking, this just came to my mind, this picture. Of people today, everybody's all on their cell phones. Everybody, they walk down the street, walking down the street with their cell phone like this. Not alert to what's going on around them. So God tells Joshua, be alert. Everybody say, be alert. be alert. Now, the Bible says in 1 Peter chapter 5, verse 8 and 9, talks about be sober, be vigilant, 
For you, your adversary, the devil, goes about as a roaring lion, seeking whom may devour him also resist steadfast, what? In the faith, knowing that the same suffering, same sufferings, same suffering, say that, but you're not by yourself. Tell them you aren't the only one. You feeling all bad. You ain't the only one. You're not the first one to go through a trial. You're not, you're not the first one to be talked about. Okay? So they're experienced by your brotherhood in the world. Okay? So resist him steadfast in the faith. So you got to be alert. He says, be sober, be vigilant. Ver uh, 2 Corinthians 2 and verse 11. Verse 11, I gave you these Sunday. I'm speeding through this to try to get to where I want to get to. He says, uh, don't be ignorant of Satan's devices. The Bible says, lest Satan should take advantage of us, for we are not ignorant of his devices. So if you and I are ignorant of Satan's devices, his schemes, he will take advantage of you. So the way to avoid being taken advantage of by Satan's devices, by his scheme, is to not be ignorant. It's to be aware. It's to be alert. Glory to God. Proverbs 22, I, I was calling this out Sunday. Let me find and give you the exact verse. I don't think we gave it to you. Proverbs 22 and verse 3, a prudent man foresees evil and what? And what? Why does he hide himself? He sees evil. He's alert. He noticed something going on. He like, Something going on. Tell your neighbor, something going on. No, don't tell somebody else. Something's going on. And we need to be alert. Now, this is important because I'm, I'm going to lead you somewhere here. Because we've got to be alert. Now, I told you, one, be alert. Be on, be on, on lookout for fake manifestation, meaning, meaning settlements. When the devil offers you a settlement, that ain't it. that's not God's manifestation for your life. When the devil, when, when you've been asking God for, for a, a saved, sanctified, Holy Ghost-filled husband, and some, some Jim Bob come along, and he ha, don't even like church, but he got wavy hair, that's a settlement. Don't take that. Well, at least he has two legs, Lord. No, that's a settlement. I told you this. Remember this, what I told you Sunday. Anytime, if, you're, if you are in litigation, if you're in litigation and your uh, opponent in your litigation offers a settlement, it's because they know that if you go to court, if you go all the way to the door, you're going to get more out of them than they want to give. So the devil offers you a settlement because he knows you have a right to a full inheritance from your father, the living God. So don't take a settlement when it comes to your health. Reasonable portion of health and strength. I, well, as long as I, you know, I can get it. No, no, that's a settlement. No, we are, we're supposed to have divine health and divine life. I desire that you prosper and be in health even as your soul prospers. Glory to God. Financial prosperity is yours. Well, as long as I, you know, I just got a little something this morning. Well, that's, that's, that's great, but God wants you to have all of it. Glory to God. 
Don't settle for anything. Don't, don't, hey, listen, don't, this is why we push you in praise and worship. Don't settle for just a, 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 just a touch from Jesus. I just want a touch. No, go all the way in, baby. The devil will get you to take a settlement. Well, just, I felt a little something. I felt, I felt a little something. Feel a little something. I, want, I, want, I, want, I don't want just, just a drop of rain. I want to be showered. I want a deluge of the Holy Ghost on my life. I'm not going to take no settlement offer from the devil. That's why a little 22-minute, 45-minute service don't do me. Get out of here, devil. The devil got me thinking about stuff right here. You trying to, you're putting some funny, funny pictures in my mind right now. They would apply, but it just wouldn't be right for me to bring it up. Now, I want to keep going now. I'm, I'm back on this whole thing about being alert. If we have to finish this Sunday, we'll finish this Sunday. Because it's so important, Mom, that we be alert. Be alert or be aware of offenses. Joshua, when you're going in, Joshua, to beat this system, be alert for offenses because if you let offense get in, it's going to stifle your faith. Offense, you let offense get in, it'll, 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 it'll flare up your body. It'll cause flare-ups in your muscles. You sitting there talking about, I got rheumatoid arthritis. No, you got offense. I got fibromyalgia. No, you have offense in there. You can get a massage all you want to, but you fill up, get off that massage table and step offense. You're going to need to call a massage, massage therapist back when you come back tomorrow. Put up Luke 17, verse 1. Put Luke 17, verse 1 up on the screen for me, please. Then he, Jesus, said to his disciples, it is impossible that no offenses should come. Y'all missed that. He said it's impossible that no offenses should come. So guess what? Offenses or offense-worthy things are going to happen in your life. Now, he said, water to the, him who, through, through whom they come. So, you know, you don't want to be the person going out offending people. But you got to be careful that you don't take offense at everything. Now, listen to me very, very carefully, Christians, children of God. The devil right now is being very cunning very strategic, very schematic because he is trying to force all of us, all of us to get into serious offense. And if we're not careful, we will allow him to get us offense, to be offended. And I, like I heard Creflo Dollar say years ago, when you're offended, you go off the end of where you're supposed to be. You get off the end. It's to get you emotionally off 
so that your focus is no longer on the things of God, it's on how you feel. And the devil is very cunning right now to try to get everybody, everybody stirred up about something. Everybody stirred up about something. I'm going to get you stirred up about something. If, I, if, I, if it ain't on one thing, it's on another thing. I'm going to get you stirred up about something. If it ain't national news, it's world news. If it ain't world news, it's state news. If it ain't state news, it's your own house news. He's going to get you stirred up about something. You got to be aware, be alert about offenses. Because you can't beat the system. Because if you let offense get in there, it's going to take you right back to that victim mentality. And you can't win with a victim mentality. You can't beat anything. The system's going to crush you if you become a victim again. Glory to God. So you got to watch out for offenses. Watch this other one, strife. Be alert. Be alert. Be alert. Red alert. Red alert. Red alert. Red alert. Warning. 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 Strife. High strife. You know how they put out warnings, you know, on the, on the, on the news, on the weather about, about high pollen count? Yeah. All, your, all you have allergies, just want to let you know, it's a high pollen count. So when you go outside, you know, you better be careful. Take you some, whatever you got to take for that high pollen count and what I'm, I'm, I'm serving as your weatherman right now in the spirit warning 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 there's a high strife count out there be careful be careful what you breathe in the Bible says Satan is the prince of the power of the air Satan is the prince over the atmosphere and all what he does is he soaks this atmosphere with strife things so he'll load the news up, load up your YouTube feed, load, load up your, your Google feed with all kind of pictures and images and thoughts and videos that's going to make you... I know I'm telling the truth. Look at your face. I know I'm telling the truth. I can tell by the look on your face I'm all up down your alley right now. Strife, that word I gave you this one time about even offenses, scandalizo. And when you get scandalizo, that's what the Greek word for offenses, it means you start to distrust people you should trust. You, we, come on, we better shake ourselves right now to this, I'm telling you. I'm telling you, this is the year of vision manifestation, and the devil knows it. Y'all didn't say a word. I said, this is the year of vision manifestation, and the devil knows it. So he wants to get us all upset, all mad, all shut down. He, he knows. He's very cunning. He knows how to get the right Facebook post in your face. He knows how to get the right tweet in your face. He knows how to get the right Instagram post in your face. You might, listen, listen to me, you and I might have to fast. Well, I don't even have Instagram, face. I don't have a social media. But some of you who do, you might need to fast from it for about six months. That means don't post stupid stuff and don't read anything. Because if you read something, it's going to be a good chance you're going to read something stupid that's going to make you. Uh, 
I can't believe they said that. Before you know it, you're responding and you can't get it back. Now you create strife. And the Bible says in James 3, 16, where there is envy and strife. That word self-seeking exists means in King James, strife. Where there is envy and strife, there will be confusion and every evil thing. King James says every evil work. Put it in the King James for me. Watch this in the King James. So you can see this, because this, this is, you got to know this here, because you and I need to be on high alert. Where, for where envying and strife is, there is confusion. And every evil work. The devil knows how you can't function if you're confused. Vision, manif- vision, vision, let me see. What he said, what's the, what's the year is this? Vision, man, vision, what? He said something about open your mouth. Uh, almost, uh, wait. Uh, confused. Confused. You can't function. And if you're confused, when you open your mouth, you're going to say something with, with your disoriented self that's not going to make any sense. There'll be no power behind it. In a year of the open mouth, when you should be declaring and prophesying things from the Lord, you just, uh, oh, I can't breathe. I, what? Oh, wait, wait, wait. What I mean? Uh, now all of a sudden, I'm saying, I'm making a declaration over my life. No, no, I'm just supporting the movement. No, your body doesn't know you're supporting the movement. Your body don't know the difference between you supporting the movement and you making a declaration. Your body responds to what you say. But what happens is confusion gets in there and you just, uh, So whereas envy and strife, there's confusion and every evil work. Well, we don't want evil work, do we? We don't, you don't want no evil work in your marriage and in your home and in your family and on your business and on your job and in your career and your ministry and in St. Petersburg and in this region, in this nation. We don't want any, confu- any, any evil work, do we? So to avoid evil work, we got to make sure we get rid of envy and strife. So we, be, we, we need to be on high alert. Code 10, code 10, code 10. Aha. So number one was what again? Number two? Okay, now, so you're going to be alert for all these things, but I want you to make sure you also watch out for demonic distractions. Be alert. Watch out for demonic distractions. Okay? The devil, when the Lord declared over this year, the year of vision manifestation, the devil heard it. And he knows whenever God's going to manifest his vision, it's going to ruin his, his, his gig. You understand? So he got to get in here and get the people of God all mad. The devil knows, listen to me, ladies and gentlemen, the devil knows 
because we, we've been preaching this and prophesying this for years. And it's been, it, we know we're on the cusp of the greatest revival we've ever known on this planet. Bigger than Azusa. Bigger than, than Pensacola. Bigger than, than, the, than the Finney revival. Bigger, bigger than the, the New York, the Welsh revivals. Bigger than any of those revivals we've ever heard of. So he knows what he has to do is come in here and get us caught up on something else. Get the church caught up on something else. So we bring a virus. We bring a virus. Well, virus is natural. Yeah, but this is an unnatural response to it. And they keep saying these unprecedented times. No, virus is not unprecedented. It's this unprecedented response. That, that what, what the church has kind of missed in the whole shuffle is it's brought a division in the church. I understand the world being upset about stuff and they confused about mask or no mask or to be or not to be. That is the question. They, you know, hands or no hands, gloves or no gloves, and six feet or no six feet and all that kind of, the world's, but what happened, the church got caught up in the same little river. Meet or not to meet, meet or not to meet. And now there's all this division in the church. Then, as that was dying down, as that was dying down, everything's starting to reopen and church is starting to reopen and people starting to say, well, maybe it's going to be all right. Okay. All right. It's going to be all right. Bam! Man is murdered. No doubt about that. No question about a man is murdered. But the response now brings something in the world. But we're missing what it's doing in the church. Because, yeah, my wife's in it. In the church, I find myself angry with church folk. I wasn't, I wasn't as, as angry with the police as I was with the church. How come you ain't saying it? How come you don't care? Ah! And I finally realized, wait a minute. Wait a minute. This is bringing division. This is making me resent. My Christian brothers and sisters, we're not going to get anywhere like that. I'm just telling I was mad, mad, I was mad, and felt good about it. <laughs> felt good about being mad. But I found, wait a minute, this ain't going to help anything. If everybody who I wanted to say something came out and said something, it wasn't going to change the world. Because if people did say something, now, now I find myself, people, people did say something, now I analyze how they said it. You ain't said it right. You put a comment where you should have put a question mark. I don't. I'm just telling you, this is, this is how your pastor felt. And his wife. Number three, number three, stay focused. Write this down, stay focused. He said in verse eight, God told Joshua, 
Meditate in it, this book of the law. Meditate in this word. Meditate in this word. Meditate in this word. Meditate in this word. And take a break at nighttime. No. Oh, no, take a break at daytime. No. He said meditate in it how long? Day and night. How often? Day and night. What time? Day and night. Other words, he said don't leave room for anything else. Joshua, for you to conquer and beat this system and lead a whole nation in beating this system, I need you to meditate this word day and night. Because when you meditate the word day and night, it's going to build your faith. You're going to need your faith strong, Joshua, because remember the giants you saw, you saw 40 years ago? They're still there. Those giants are still there that you saw 40 years ago. And you had courage 40 years ago. Let's go do this. But now today, you can't go in here and all of a sudden start flowing with the crowd. Oh, look at those giants. They, they look bigger than I remember. My goodness, them jokers is big. You can't, you can't do that. You got to know. No, meditate my word day and night. Why? Because faith comes by and hearing comes by. So you got to meditate the word of God day and night to keep building your faith day and night to get stronger and stronger and stronger. And what the devil wants us to do is to stop meditating the word. Tell the truth. Tell the truth. Tell the truth. Over the last three weeks, over the last three weeks, the devil has been very cunning in having even me Instead of the time I will be giving meditating the word, I've been meditating news and looking at YouTube videos, looking at articles, and looking at that. And I was like, wait a minute, what am I doing? So wait a minute, I mean, thank God for the Holy Ghost to snap me out of it. What are you doing? I'm, I'm, I'm glad, I'm grateful for the Holy Ghost who would say, what are you doing? Don't meditate that. Don't meditate that. Your victory is not going to come meditating that. All it's going to do is make you angry and resentful, and you'll get a root of bitterness. Oh, I'm saying something better than y'all let know. You'll get a root of bitterness in you, and when you get a root of bitterness in you, it's hard to get that thing out of there. See, if you get a root of bitterness, somebody come in and apologize. Apology won't, won't get out of root. An apology will not get out of root. And the devil, what he wants to do is get roots of bitterness in us by having us meditating on all that stuff. I know I'm right about this. And the reason I know I'm right is because I have firsthand experience in it. <laughs> Myself. I was touched. I was angry a lot, all in my feelings. I was all in my feelings. My soul was getting out of control. Thank God for the Holy Ghost who was able to wrangle me and put me right on back. The Lord is my shepherd. He knows how to use his staff and his rod. Get me right back in my place. Get back on his word, son. You cannot beat this system when you're meditating that stuff out there. 
You can't, you can't, can't be meditating on the, the, the COVID numbers every day and build your faith. Oh, today was a record day. Oh, today was a record day. How, come on, is your faith being built up when you see that? Glory to God. Meditating on the word fills your heart with faith instead of fear of your surroundings or fear about current events. God needed Joshua to know, hey, those giants are still there. That Jericho wall was still there. So you're going to need faith. Because you're going to face, remember he told him no man shall be able to stand before you. Now he's he not about to face regular men. He about to face giants. If you're meditating on the word, oh, excuse me, if you're meditating on the world more than the word, then the system, because y'all know, you know who, who the news is run by, right? The news is part of the system. You understand? The news is part of the system. Media. Media. That's one of the, one of the, the kingdoms of this world. It's one of the systems. And notice, the, the system never inundates you with good news. Am I right about it? You never turn on the news, CNN, ESPN, Fox, uh, uh, what all of them, I don't care what says you mentioned. You, you can turn on any one of them, good, new, bad, conservative, Christian, any of them, and nobody ever inundate. You can turn on Christian news, and they don't inundate you with good news. We just got all kind of reports and testimonies today about, no, they, that's, not, that's not what happened. The system run by Satan is meant to inundate you with bad news so that it builds your fear. Fear comes by hearing, and hearing by the word of Satan. So he's going to build your fear. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Philippians chapter 4 verse 8 says this. Philippians 4 verse 8. Finally, brethren, whatever things are true, whatever things are noble, whatever things are just, whatever things are pure, whatever things are lovely, well, whatever things are of, whatever things are of what? Good report. The Bible says a good report makes the bones glad, makes the bones healthy. When you get a good report, it'll make your bones healthy. He says, so meditate on things that are of good report. If there's any virtue and if there's anything praiseworthy, keep going, meditate on And you know how much you should meditate on these things? Day and night. Second Timothy chapter 2, verse 4. Glory to God. Let's hurry up. Man. Second Timothy 2, verse 4. No one engaged in warfare entangles himself with the affairs of this life. Hello? Are you in warfare? Are you a soldier in the army of the Lord? I'm a soldier in the army. Well, if you're a soldier in the army of the Lord, you are engaged in warfare, and no one who does that entangles himself 
with the affairs of this life. So what happens is, here's what happens. The devil, through trickery, gets us to entertain the affairs. And then what happens, the more you entertain the affairs, the more you get entangled in the affairs. Before you know it, you comment on something, and somebody claps back. And then you got to clap back more. And then you got you to gotta record you a little video. Look, look, man, you know, this, I'm just going to talk to y'all today about how I feel. You people be tripping, man, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> now you all caught up. Why? That he may please him who enlisted him as a, you're an enlisted man. You're an enlisted woman. And the devil has, that's what he's done, babe. He's gotten the church entangled in a civilian affair. Do you understand you and I are supposed to be operating above all this? You and I are supposed to be operating above. Oh. Put up that same verse, please, in the Passion Translation. For every soldier called to active duty, watch this, watch this, watch this, must divorce. Y'all know what divorce is. Must divorce himself from the distractions of this world so that he may fully satisfy the one who chose him. Oh, that's tight, but it's right. Must divorce himself. That's a hard word there. Divorce, it's a final word. It's a, that, that ain't no legal separation. That ain't no, we just estranged, you know, I, we, we share, you know, we, one bedroom, another bedroom, I'm on the couch. No, he said divorce himself from the distractions. That's what he calls it here in the passion. From the distractions. That means anything in this world system that's going out here, on out here, is a distraction. And you and I need, please, ladies and gentlemen, hear me very well. We've got to rise up to the level where we're not distracted anymore. Well, what are you supposed to do with all this? You see all that's going on, Pastor. You see what's all going on? Watch this. You may want to write this down if you can remember it. Or it'll be on recorded. You can protest or you can prophesy, but you can't do both. You can protest or you can prophesy, but you can't do both. Well, we should be protesting. Well, protest. That's fine. No problem with that. Protest if you want to. But you can't protest and prophesy. Because to protest, you have to have one voice with everybody around you. You've got to now be in agreement. Yoke yourself with everybody around you. So when you protest, now you have sunk down to a level. Yeah. 
What the Bible calls us to do is to prophesy. To go back and realize, children of God, the power that God has put in our mouth to decree a thing, Job 22, verse 28. To decree a thing and it be established unto us and light will shine on our ways. Oh my God. Proverbs chapter 8, verse 15. Proverbs chapter 8, verse 15. Oh my God. Put this on the screen for me, please. By me, kings reign. This is wisdom. And rulers decree justice. You and I got to see ourselves as rulers and not beggars. People protest when they're begging. Protesters are begging for justice. Oh my God, I know y'all don't like this. Protesters are begging for justice. Now, I'm not picking on them because that's all that they can do. That's all they know how to do. And, and I thank God because, because of what they have done, there are a lot of things that have been changed, but those things are just settlements. The things that they have, that we are seeing changes, but they're settlements. They're just, they're just little, okay, we'll, we'll, we'll give you a little 15%. We, we'll donate some money towards it. We'll, we just give somebody some money. Okay, that's, that's, that's settlements. If it'll get you to be quiet. Now, I said this a few months ago, and I, it was, <laughs> I'm just, I'll drop that, swallow that. I said this a few months ago, and people got mad left and never came back to the church. I, when I talked about nothing. No, I can't say. I'm trying not, not to get in trouble. I'm trying to get in trouble. Because uh, it, it's, it's, see, we, we, have, we have a group here in St. Petersburg, a sort of a militant group here in St. I'm not going to call a name. But they Years ago, they would have stormed Sundown already. They would have burnt it down. But a few years ago, they got paid off. They got a settlement. And now they're real quiet. They might march, they, they might make a little noise, but we ain't gonna burn them down because we've been paid. See, when you get a settlement, you take, you take what looks like justice and is not justice. It's just be quiet. It's not justice. It's just cool your jets. But it's not justice. By wisdom, kings. Do I have any kings in here? By wisdom, kings reign and rulers decree. We declare it. We decree it. We demand it. We don't beg anybody for it. So you can protest or prophesy, but you can't do both. One comes from the soul. The other comes from the spirit. Ooh, 
Now understand, please understand, understand, understand. I have felt. I've been in my soul. But the Holy Ghost jerked me back up to the spirit. You just speak over this city. You speak over this nation. I'm going to tell you this, the truth. And y'all, y'all know me. And if nobody else in the world believes me, I trust few of y'all believe me. Is the reason why nothing burnt down in this city. It's the reason why we ain't had any looting in this city. Because when everything broke down, broke out, I stood up and said, Lord, in the name of Jesus, I release angels all over this city, all through downtown and midtown and uptown and west side and east side, and nothing in this city will burn down. There will be no looting in this city. This is the city of God, and it doesn't matter what happens all over the country. In this city, <laughs> I did. I did. That's why I ain't been nothing. Our, our protesters that we have here in the city, they end up at, at the end of the night dancing in the streets. They have a wobble contest in the streets. Why? Because I ain't going to be none of that. Like I said, I'm not picking on them because they're doing what they know how to do. The same way I don't pick on doctors because doctors are doing what they know how to do. Put up Psalm 81 verse 10 in the Passion Translation. Psalm 81 verse 10, Passion Translation. I am your only God, the living God. Wasn't I the one who broke the strongholds over you? Huh? Wasn't I the one who broke the strongholds over you? Wasn't I the one who, not, not a president, not, not a congress, not a judge, not a mayor or a governor, not a law enforcement officer. God said, wasn't I the one who brought the strongholds over you? There are no more strongholds over your life. And raised you up out of bondage? Well, we still going through. I'll show you this here. Maybe it had to be on Sunday, I guess, now. Because although, although there were no more chains on Israel, there was still a wall in front of them. So God said, I've already raised you up out of bondage. He says, watch this. Open your mouth with a mighty decree. Come on. And I will fill it, fulfill it now. You'll see the words. Now the Lord told us that this year was the year of the open mouth. And he gave us this very verse. So he says, the words that you speak, so shall it be. So don't go around saying, I can't breathe. Let me talk to my protesters here in the church and those who watch it online. If you're going to protest, do hands up, don't shoot. Do that. But don't. <laughs> do that. Don't, don't do I can't breathe. That's <laughs> called asthma, bronchitis, <laughs> emphysema, COPD. You need ventilators. It's COVID-19 out there. Let me talk about you can't breathe. No, declare. Holy Ghost, breathe on our nation. Holy Ghost, breathe over our people. Holy Ghost, 
breathe on our land. Holy Ghost, breathe on the house of God once again. Breathe, breathe in the Baptist church. Breathe in the, in, the, in the Methodist church. Breathe in the Catholic church. Breathe in the Pentecostal church. Breathe in the faith church. Breathe on the house of God once again. Holy Ghost, breathe on us. Because you know what happened? This came up, came up in our prayer this morning. You know what happened when the Holy Ghost breathed on the earth in Acts 2? When the Holy Ghost breathed in Acts 2, you had 120 plus Jews in the upper room. He breathed on them. Jews didn't deal with anybody else from any other nation. Yet when they went outside with all that tongue talking, full of the Holy Ghost, People from all other nations, Parthians and Medes and Arabs and, 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 and people from all nations of the Africa, they came and they heard them and they say, what's this? And then all of a sudden, they got filled with the Holy Ghost. And the Bible says, you go down to Acts 2, right around verse 42 through verse 47, and it says, and they were all with one accord. They all ate their meat together with the gladness and simplicity of heart. That means... That when the breath of God was breathing on all them, there wasn't no racism. There's no separation. There's no classism. They saw themselves all as one. So we need to be saying by our breath, by our mouths, decreeing, God breathe on this nation again. We talked about it. That was the power of Azusa Street. In, in, in the early 1900s, 1906, 1907 through 1910, 1912, when Azusa Street Revival was going on, y'all ever heard of Azusa Street Revival? In Los Angeles, California? When that was going on, there was, this is just after slavery. Just after slavery in 1907? And people didn't care what color they were. Y'all ain't here. They didn't think about none of that stuff because they were all getting filled with the Holy Ghost and they became one. <laughs> Y'all stand to your feet, I'm done. I'll finish the rest Sunday. Oh my. Oh, my, breathe on us. Come on, breathe on us, Lord. Breathe on St. Petersburg, Florida. Breathe on the mayors in the mayor's office and city hall. And breathe on our police department. Breathe on our fire department. Breathe on our schools in Jesus' name. Breathe on Child's Park and breathe on, on Lakewood and breathe on Old Northeast and breathe on Snell Island. Breathe, breathe, breathe on Harbordale and breathe on every neighborhood. Make us one seamless city. Make us one city. Make us one nation under God, indivisible, with liberty and justice for all. Breathe on us, Lord, to do that. Prophesy to this nation. We shall be one. We shall live under the banner of the Holy Ghost. Far beyond a red, white, and blue flag. The Bible says that his banner 
over us is love. Love is more powerful than a red, white, and blue flag. Thank God for a red, white, and blue flag. But a blood-dipped banner should be hanging over the church. Crimson with the blood of Jesus. God is calling his church to his feet. And we will not let a dumb devil trick us out of revival. Trick us out of times of refreshing from the presence of the Lord. Don't let him trick you. Don't let him keep you in your emotions. Don't let him keep you all in your feelings. I know, I know, I know, I know, I know, I know, but don't let him. I know how we feel. I know what, what, what's that? I know, but don't don't let him trick us. Meditate on his word day and night. God, what is your word saying? Your word speaks to all this. Your word has an answer to all this. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. We speak whatever his word says. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Proverbs 2, verse 7, and verse 8, and verse 9. says, He, God, stores up sound wisdom for the upright. He is a shield to those who do what? Now watch verse 8. He guards the paths of justice. That's what everybody wants. Everybody, everybody wants justice. He guards the path of justice and preserves the way of his saints. Then, you got to get, got to get this. People out there are arguing and fighting and looting and even people in Congress, people in the White House. To me, the people in the White House don't understand justice any more than people on the street. People in the Supreme Court don't, don't understand justice any more than the people in the street. See, because if you're unrighteous, you cannot even understand justice. But when wisdom enters your heart, and so what we have to do is pray, Lord, 
Let wisdom enter my heart in their hearts. Let your knowledge be pleasant to my soul and to their souls. Because it says in verse 9, then we will understand righteousness and justice, equity, that's equality, that's equity, everything being fair and even now, and every good path. So wisdom does that, the wisdom of God. So what you and I need to do is just continue just to decree wisdom. Father, I thank you for wisdom in my heart. I thank you for wisdom flooding my soul. Thank you for wisdom flooding our city. Thank you for wisdom for our law enforcement officers. Thank you, Father, that your knowledge begins to flood their souls. Thank you, Lord. We decree that tonight in the name of Jesus, that your wisdom floods the earth. Your knowledge. You said in your word, the knowledge of the glory of the Lord shall cover the earth as the waters cover the sea. So let everyone begin to experience the knowledge of your glory. To know how you operate. To know how you think. You even said in your word that the hearts of kings are in your hands. And you turn them however you desire. So Lord, we trust you to turn the hearts of those kings, those who are in authority, those who are in charge. We pray that God... Their, their hearts and eyes will be open to see and understand what true justice looks like for all mankind. God, this system is crushing people of all ethnicities, of all economic classes. But we thank you, Lord, that Jesus Christ already triumphed over this system for us and we triumph over it in him. God, I thank you for your people and their ability to receive the word of God tonight. Thank you, Father, that we are still flexible, <laughs> still mendable, and open to the conviction of the Holy Ghost. I thank you for that conviction. Thank you, Father, that you will lead us and guide us as kings and as rulers in this earth on bringing about the justice that's needed. And God, we pray for healing for the church. Healing for the body of Christ, that there'll be no division, that there'll be no strife, no contention between denominations, between ethnicities, no strife. We pray for a healing to take place. We pray for refreshing from the Holy Ghost that will bring that healing that we desperately need in the body of Christ. Stir every pastor, every man and woman of God, and every child of God to walk in love as dear children to be imitators of you, Father, and walk in love. Thank you, Father, that we can be one, even as you and Jesus Christ are one. Thank you. We speak peace over our nation, peace in every city. Peace, Father, where people can sit down and talk together. We come against that 
wild spirit of rage that is stirred up, that the devil is stirred up. We curse him and we condemn him. We push that spirit of rage off our shores back to the very pit of hell where it belongs. We declare that rage unlawful on earth. Think that you declare it unlawful in heaven. And we release and we loose peace on earth. Thank you that, God, you do the same thing in heaven. So we thank you for the legislative authority you've given us to decree things and have them be established. Let that same peace hit every marriage, hit every home, hit every family, hit every business, hit every church, everything that pertains to us and flow out of our lives, we pray. Have your way. We give you glory in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Put those hands together one last time and give God a praise tonight.